Hello, I'm Jim and this is Inner Circle, the podcast for fans of The Circle, Channel 4's reality TV show. It's back, we're back and Ant's back as well. Hello, Ant. Hashtag beef. Gotta stop it with the hashtag things. What do you mean I've got to stop it? They were all over it tonight. Oh God, one of my bugbears, which I will pick up on very, very soon. But first, before we get into everything that happened in the last hour of The Circle and sum it all up for us in just 30 seconds, here's your Circle in 30. So tonight the temperature ramped up as Scott slid into everyone's DMs and told us that he has a big aubergine and it's probably tattooed. Speaking of big, Freddie got upset at the size of Ryan's hashtags and there was loads of hashtags in tonight's show. Hashtag not husband material, hashtag not into that life, hashtag wooden spoon, hashtag just intrigued, hashtag I don't like you, hashtag beef. But social media is not just about sex and hashtags, it's also about sharing photos of your food and stupid polls, both of which we got to do tonight. Ryan and Dan had words and those words were in capital letters. We also found out that the Val Balconies are escape proof, Alex wears an eye mask at night, and Freddie likes to wank in front of the mirror. I just actually threw up a little bit of my mouth with that very last <laughs> sentence there. Did we discover the balconies were escape proof? I think I missed that. Yeah, it was the voiceover lady. So it was when Scott was flirting with Hannah and he says, I'm climbing out to come and get you. Oh. The voiceover lady who I love. It's actually my favourite voiceover since the guy that does come down with me. And uh, she was like, steady on, Romeo. Those balconies are escape-proof. Interesting. They won't be because of our fire regulations. All that talk of hashtags, though, casts my mind to Twitter, where we always keep an eye out for our favourite tweets of this evening. You go first this time. Okay, so my favourite one is not specific to tonight, but I think this is something that a lot of people can relate to. Uh, Amy Hartman, who has a flag from a country... I wish I'd studied geography. She's, she's got a flag and a thing. At Amy, Amy, <laughs> at Amy YH18. What colours is it? Oh, I'm colour blind and didn't do geography. All right, so it looks like <laughs> it's red at the top, yellow in the middle, and blue at the bottom. Is that Barbados? Red, yellow, and blue. That's um, uh, Romania. Is it? I think that's Romania. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, hashtag the circle. I've started talking out loud when I message people. Smiley face, smiley face, smiley face. Oh, that's really going to annoy everybody in our house. My favourite comes from at Tiger Cart, and it was in response to the message before the circle even started today what? from Channel 4 saying that the show contained mild nudity. And his tweet read, some nudity. Oh no, Freddie hasn't figured out how to send dick pictures on the circle now, has he? The thing is now, in tonight's show, we learnt that they have got tablets in their apartments, which means that they can take pictures and send them to each other. Well, they were given those tablets deliberately for that task, and they were very clear to mention that they were only for that task and didn't have internet access or anything like that. But the thing about Channel 4, with that warning at the beginning, the some nudity warning, there wasn't any nudity. They didn't put a nudity warning before the episode where Freddie actually got naked. So why are they putting it in now? Ah, Is it some kind of really cynical attempt to boost... Watching figures, like they're promising nudity. And you can't do that. You can't have Jon Snow before the news going, uh, here's a report on Afghanistan. There might be some boobies later. It just doesn't work. If you're going to say there might be nudity, you're going to have to deliver nudity, Channel 4. I don't think you've quite grasped the complexity of Afghanistan, Jim. But that's, <laughs> that's for another podcast. No, I think it was in reference to there was one very sexy sequence mm. when Hannah was messaging Dan while in the bath yes and and she was all soapy and uh she was quite um floaty as well 
Oh, okay. I must. Uh, I'll have to go and rewind that and watch it again. Oh, I, yeah. Do I've done that several times. But like with anything on the internet, and the circle is no exception. You leave it for long enough, and things start to get sexy. That is what the internet's for. Have you heard a phrase? It's a Google phrase. Uh, time to pee. Have you heard the phrase "time to pee"? Um, I need to pee, but I've never heard "time to pee." Right, this is a phrase used by Google employees when they're developing new technology. The P stands for penis, and it means time to penis. So it's the time it takes from a new technology to be launched for someone to draw a penis on it. For example, when they launched Google Maps and tracking, they timed how long it took for someone to do a route on Google Maps that basically was a giant cock and balls on a map okay <laughs> how do you know this do, do, is this what you spend your whole day doing is just looking up these things essentially what they're saying is any new technology that's introduced eventually it comes down to the basic human function of sex and genitalia and that is where we reached the circle today that's where the circle hit because it was suddenly getting very steamy in there it's almost as if scott and hannah have been put in there for this sole purpose. Two people who have quite attractive profile pictures and they've been sent in there to flirt a little bit because it all seemed to be back, stemming back to them. You had Scott who was talking about the size of his aubergine. You had Hannah who was kind of egging him on a bit and also getting a bit flirty with Dan, much to Janelle's annoyment. Annoyment? His annoyment a word? The thing is, I'm surprised he didn't annoy more people actually because Basically, his his approach to flirting was basically just carpet bombing, <laughs> and he just he just carpet flirted everybody in the house uh, tonight, and he wasn't really being picky. And then you got Hannah who came in, and she was doing the same thing, but she was doing it for a different reason. Let's just say they were both thinking with their brains, but their brains were in different places. I, I wouldn't even say what Scott was doing was floating, floating. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely wasn't flirting <laughs> about her in the back I don't again. think what he was doing was actually flirting. I think it was, I mean, flirting is kind of being a little bit suggestive, maybe telling someone they look nice and complimenting and making a few jokes. He was just going straight, he was just steaming straight in there. Oh my god, how old are you? <laughs> Honestly, when was, when was the last time, and I promise that your wife will not hear this, but when was the last time you deliberately flirted with a person? I don't think I've ever deliberately flirted with anyone in my life. I've accidentally flirted with people, but I don't think I've deliberately flirted. Okay, okay. so I accidentally, when was, when was the last time? I don't know. Um, I, genuinely, I genuinely couldn't tell you. Was that, is that not the way it goes? Do I need to be going... Shall I be introducing myself at parties and going, Hi, I'm Jim. I've got a micro penis. Is that the way it works? No, well, the thing is, I think your problem is kind of going, hi, I'm Jim, because to be honest, that's not really important, right? Was that superfluous? Just yeah, straight yeah, in just with the go, micro penis. All right, gal or lad, you know, what are you saying? Well, do you know, that's it. You may be suggesting I'm old, but I'm not nearly as old enough to call people chicks, <laughs> which apparently Scotty is. Yeah, it, it's, it's um, yeah, I was, I was trying to think when I last heard that, and... Uh, was it Guys and Dolls? Yeah, well, no. or potentially Grease the movie? No, it, it was. It was much more recent than that. It was around the nineties, possibly in an episode of The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Well, he does look like he's straight out of a nineties boy band, so maybe maybe it's kind of fitting. My favourite revelation about Scotty from this episode, because obviously we're still getting to know him, was that 
he was having a little chat with Freddie, and then he said that Freddie reminds him of who he was when he was younger. <laughs> and I don't know whether that's more horrifying for Scotty, if he was like that, or more horrifying for Freddie that he's going to turn out like Scotty. Well, Scotty's a taxi driver, and so he spends most of his day sitting down, and yet Freddie doesn't appear to have learnt to sit down yet from the footage I've seen so far in the circle. So clearly there is a big difference there, for one. Maybe that's why he became a taxi driver, because he was so tired from standing up, jumping around, <laughs> running around, getting tired in his 20s. That'll be it. That'll be the reason. We're, we're learning so much. We're uncovering so much. Oh, I tell you what, speaking of uncovering stuff, you know what? I think, apart from the obvious one, which is that he can't see through Kate at all, Dan is so good at figuring out what's going on. Yeah. And... When he was chatting to Hannah, Hannah just made a tiny little suggestion and Dan very quickly figured out what was going on there, unlike most men in that situation, I think it's fair to say. From, just from that one little love heart, he went, has she warned you off me? Which is exactly what happened. Mm. Do you think that the reason he's so perceptive at this, and he does seem to be doing it with all the players, he seems to be sussing scenarios and working out what's going on, he yeah, sussed yeah. the baby situation before yeah. it was mentioned to him. Is it because yep. he's being him? So he's not wasting this energy and thought process in going, right, I need to put my thoughts through a filter and work out what I'm saying and think about my replies. That's all instinctive because essentially he's just being him, which is allowing him to think clearer and analyse the messages that other people are sending. Yeah, that is a possibility. The more realistic one is that Fiji the turtle is actually magic and <laughs> gives him telekinesis powers. Right, okay, let's start a hashtag. Fiji the turtle is actually magic and gives him telekinesis powers because that is the general don't, don't, length wait, wait, of no, hashtags. No, 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 no. Yeah, I was going to say, that's really going to upset Freddy. You haven't hashtag oh, that one. It upsets me. I hate, I mean, the, right, okay, let me get really boring about the use of hashtags. Hashtags are search functions on social media. They're used to group things together. So, for example, if you're watching The Circle, you see a tweet about The Circle, it's hashtag circle. At the end, you think, oh, that's interesting. I want to join in a conversation about this. You click that hashtag and it takes you to other people talking about the same thing, right? Hashtag got it. So, <laughs> Ryan, using the hashtag, hashtag let's grab these people and get them on board... No one else is going to be using that hashtag. Scotty using the hashtag, hashtag don't talk about what you can't handle is not going to be used by anyone else. And neither is making jokes or punchlines using hashtags. It is one of my pet hates. And it's the first thing I think in a week and a half I've actually agreed with Freddie on. Hashtag pet hates. There you go. I feel like I've got that off my chest. I had no more point to make than that. That's it. <laughs> That's all right. Speaking of Freddie, um, we saw that he actually can do more than make bacon tonight. Although he still had bacon in it. This was in their uh, uh, photo challenge that they had. They were given an hour to prepare breakfast. Uh, which and, and to be honest, I was like, I, I was like, how the hell? Because, right, let's be honest. They've not been out of the apartment since they got in there, right? They only had 60 minutes. So you've got no time to nip down to the corner shop, which we know they can't do anyway. So they just had to work with what was in the cupboards and what was in the fridge. And did you see what they brought out? They got given a box. They got bought a box of ingredients and it had 32 oh, ingredients that they could make their <gasps> breakfast out of, which I thought was particularly special because they had this box of 32 ingredients and it had uh, avocados and fresh eggs and all these beautiful looking ingredients. Then it cut to Freddie who was cooking bacon. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I stick with what I know. I can make some bacon. I really enjoyed tonight's episode, but at the same time, during that challenge, I really felt sad that somebody who's been blocked was no longer 
in the game. Who was that? Well, how great would it have been to have seen the photos go up and you see Freddy with his bacon face, which he thought was a woman, everyone else thought was a dog. Uh, and then Dan and Ryan had these amazing... I have that problem in life so often. <laughs> Dan and Ryan had these amazing sort of five-star hotel holiday spreads. And would, I would have just loved to have seen what Aiden did. You know, just just a sachet of sauce, a fork, and a freshly brewed pot noodle. That would have been, I would have smashed that. And not, <laughs> <laughs> you are twice our age, Jim. Come on, and you're married. But I, I have to Until say, we get into this modern day flirting. No, no you, you you get in there. I was gonna just pat you on the back and say that's more like it. That'll do, pig. That'll do. I would have smashed that challenge. I would have made avocado on sourdough, poached egg, break open the poached egg. Dripping all over the avocado. I mean, that that is inst- perfect Instagram fodder. Before we go, let's finish, because we're running out of time, on what was probably the biggest moment of the show so far in its run. The whole series has been about making friends, making allegiances, forming little clubs, but Dan was the first person to go in there, throw a grenade, and say to Ryan... I do not like you. And that just sparked an all-out war of words. Suddenly, the people's masks started to drop. Everyone was having a little bit of pop at everyone else. And real divisions beginning to show. I kind of got the feeling that watching the circle as it grows as the show, as you get more and more episodes, it's almost like how you see a social network grow and develop in real life. Because initially, Facebook was just put pictures on, add people that you know. And then all of a sudden, it was like, you get invites. Jim would like you to, you to come and play this game. And then, here, why don't you do this poll? And um, which kitchen utensil are you? Find out why your friend is a spatula. And that was basically the game that they played tonight, which led mm. to the divisions. So people had to vote on their ratings of other players and put them in rank order from some sexiest male, sexiest woman, most annoying, etc., etc. And that sort of started the arguments going. Surprise, surprise, Kate ended up being most annoying and snakiest with Janelle not far behind. And uh, also, Freddie was popping up in third for both of those as well. But then it w- there'd been a little bit of a war of words a couple of nights ago, a couple of episodes ago between Dan and Ryan. And that was on a political thing. Well, that's where this all started, isn't it? It all started with the UKIP argument and the immigration argument, which Dan took personal offence to Ryan's standpoint on. Well, he wasn't agreeing with the policies that they were talking about, and it was having separate prisons for Muslim offenders. I didn't see that story anywhere in my newsfeed, and I didn't see the the sex story in the newsfeed either. So they're obviously picking and choosing the stories to stimulate uh, some conversation within the circle. Yeah, and they want to create these... Div- it's all its all very manipulated, as you'd imagine it would be. They've done a good bloody job of it tonight, haven't they? Yeah, and it's worked perfectly. What I'm interested in is how it's going to play out because everyone was kind of sticking to their own sides, with the exception of Kate, who wasn't staying in a little club with Janelle and Dan. She was still sitting on the fence and kind of going, what, I don't really want to support anyone. I don't really want to make any statement either way. And I think that could play against her because everyone's already getting slightly suspicious about how boring she is, about how unopinionated she is. And that kind of reaction when she has the perfect opportunity to show a bit of personality and stick up for her friends, the kind of reaction that she is just backing off a little bit, I think will do her very badly at the next vote. We've made a lot of predictions right on this podcast so far. 
I think Kate slash Alex is on her way out at the next blocking. No, no. And by virtue of being voted snakiest and also uh, most annoying, I think that's actually saved her. Because okay. now she's not going to be seen as a threat. People th- aren't voting tactically, though. It's not ha- For some reason, every game show like this, people vote tactically. They vote off the strong ones to give themselves the better chance. That mm-hmm. isn't happening mm-hmm. yet in this show. Well, there is some kind of tactical voting going on because you've got the three musketeers, which is Freddy and Sean and Ryan, who've all teamed up together. Uh, the idea being that they're going to support each other. So at least one of them becomes an influencer, then the other two are safe. That's their plan. So that's kind of tactical in that sense, but that's more survival rather than yeah. winning. Which is what people do in everyday life, isn't it? You form allegiances with people. And normally, I mean, everything from work life to social life, you club up together and you club against people. It's just kind of the way social interactions tend to work. But maybe as the show progresses, we will see people tactically voting, people they think are strong out of the circle early. The- but what we saw tonight was some real kind of anger and bitchiness going on because it was almost like Dan had a go at Ryan and then that kind of opened the door and I can't even remember, oh, Freddie started having a go at Kate and it was almost like it was like the worst kitchen at a party ever. You know, it was almost just like somebody starts screaming at somebody else, somebody else starts screaming, somebody breaks glass, it all kicks off. Do you know what it felt like to me? Was, you know, when you've had an argument with someone and it's usually your other half, and you've had an argument, you, you haven't had an argument yet, but it's been bubbling away for a couple of days. They've done something that's really annoyed you and you've not mentioned it, and it goes on for a few days in the back of your mind and you're slowly getting more and more angry about it. And this is what's happening with the UKIP thing and Dan. He, that's been nagging away at him. It's been eating away at him for a few days. And then suddenly you get the opportunity to snap. And it might be something completely innocuous, like a cup left on the side or a dirty sock left on the floor. But that is enough to go absolutely ballistic. That's what it felt like to me tonight. And Dan didn't seem particularly annoyed. Or fa- he seemed quite matter-of-fact about it. It was just like, I don't like you. Although, rather, should I say it, I do not like you in capitals. <laughs> and that's the thing. That's like the worst thing. You know, all the time when you put something in a message, it can be misinterpreted because there's no context. But if somebody writes a message to you in capital letters, you know that they're either really annoyed at you or their phone's broke. <laughs> yeah, that is that's very true. Uh, so I think it's time that we wrapped up this episode of Inner Circle, the Circle podcast. Thanks very much for joining us tonight. Or this morning, depending or, or, the, or this morning, depending when you're listening. Or in the future or in the past. Doesn't really matter. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and find more stuff about the circle. Just find the circle pod. Make sure you subscribe to this show so you get the next one as soon as it's ready, which should be straight after the episode tomorrow night. Please get in touch with us if you spot anything interesting in the show that you think we should talk about. And also, please, 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 if you have any information about the location of Alice Levine and Maya Jammer, who still have not been seen. Use the hashtag. Hashtag I've seen something interesting in the TV show The Circle and want to let the Circle podcast know about it.